This week's episode of Greetings from Storybrooke is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash storybrooke. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Again, that link is audibletrial.com slash storybrooke. It seems like maybe you're in a bad place, like maybe you're giving up a little. Giving up? That's the last thing I'm doing. Is this blackout a sort of plan to help fix things my plans are my plans and no cutting off your precious air conditioning doesn't help me so can you help me fix it sorry i'm out of the leadership business from Storybrooke. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie DeSimone. And this is exactly the podcast you should fight, but you're only <laughs> listening because you know if we sleep, we'll die, and I can't read. We also talk about ABC's hit series, Once Upon a Time. How are you doing, Anne-Marie? I'm wonderful now. How are you? Good, good. Let me get this uh, graphic, big graphic off the Giant screen graphic. here. graphic. Trying something here, people. Trying yeah, something. Yeah, we're doing this, uh, this episode, as we always do, live on YouTube. Uh, so, you know, always uh, feel free to keep an eye on our social media accounts to find out when we're going live. But we're, we're here to talk uh, the second episode we of are. the fourth season of uh, Once Upon a Time. And another new thing we're doing this year is uh, we're having a guest on every episode for the, for the main show. And uh, this week, our guest is uh, Meredith Placco. She's one of the co-hosts on the Marvel News Show from the Schmoes No Network. And she's also a, a professional cosplayer. How are you doing, Meredith? I'm good. I'm good. It's uh, Thank you so much for having me on. I love Once Upon a Time. I'm really happy that you got this podcast off the ground, and I'm really happy to be here to talk my favorite Disney show <laughs> feelings. Oh, yeah, and, and there's also uh, something I wanted to mention right up here up top. If it wasn't for Meredith, there probably wouldn't be a greetings from Squirry, story, Storybook. 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 <laughs> my ton has completely failed tonight. It's wonderful. It's okay. It'll be good. No, but I, I, we were uh, – me and Anne-Marie had talked about maybe doing a podcast. It, it, a couple Some different sort of points. podcast at some point. And then uh, right before Once a Second season was getting started, I got on Twitter, and I was like, man, I really love Once Upon a Time. I, I just want to evangelize it because no <laughs> one's watching, and I want someone to talk to. Maybe I should start a podcast about it. Meredith responded back, uh, you should. Yeah. And then, and you know, a couple weeks later, we were trying to figure out another podcast. I was like, you know, Meredith thought I could do a uh, Once Upon a Time podcast. Maybe I can. Maybe I just can. So. And that's when I marathoned season one to catch up. <laughs> but uh, thank you, Meredith, for uh, bringing yes, uh, Unleashing Greetings <laughs> from Storybrooke on the world. <laughs> Love it. Okay, uh, great. Uh, it's my curse unto the world. <laughs> Oh, Your no. curse un- unto the world. Excellent. <laughs> okay, uh, well, uh, Emeritus Connection is catching up here. Uh, we'll go ahead and get started with the rhyming summary. Want to take it away, Emery? All right. Frozen references litter the script, as flowing as Charming's new hair. When Anna visits and Bo Peep comes calling, she struggles to make him care. Charming hooks up with Emma's new beau to save her from a cold winter grave. Henry's plot shows progression as we wait patiently on the knave. <laughs> we thought that Elsa would be the Ice Queen, but now that's been cast into doubt. Did we miss here? Did they say ice cream? Let's talk about this week's whiteout. White out. White uh, out. White ice cream too in that. It in was, that tub. It was a vanilla. <laughs> little vanilla. Okay, let's see here. Before we get into the main points, and I guess I'll start with you, Anne Marie, sure. since you're sitting right sitting here. Right here? Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> what did you, did you think, Minion? Meh. Meh? Meh. Why meh? Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I felt like we lived in that ice castle a little too much. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of, you know, I have issues when there's bad CGI or effects of any sort. Uh-huh. And um, if we can't get rid of those little snowflake things around her head, I'm going to, like, hurl something at the TV. Not liking the particle effects? No. Or no. they're overusing them? No. Okay, uh, Meredith, uh, what did you think overall? You know, I felt this one was seriously lacking in both production value and story can mm-hmm. am, am i still here guys yes yeah you're still here, you're here. okay good awesome yeah i had to drop off video because it seemed to be hogging too many resources yeah i i really am just not feeling elsa overall and she's one of my favorite newer disney characters to come about in the last 10 years and i feel that 
it's a little too much. I don't care for the snowflakes above her. Like, is she also Olaf? Is right. you know, and there's just too too much with the over CG, and I just kind of wish. I don't know. I and I, I'm just kind of disappointed. I'm sad. Oh yeah, I, I can definitely definitely uh, empathize with that. And I, like I I was kind of mad on the episode too. Although with the my second and ended up being third rewatch today, uh, I, I ended up liking it a bit more. And one thing I think was, and I don't know, it, Meredith probably doesn't know this. I'm I'm sure she doesn't listen to the show on a regular basis or anything. But I I kind of half watched Frozen when the season finale happened last season, yeah. and then I decided not to go back and watch it again to kind of have a fresh perspective on these characters right. and stuff. And, and my big insight for the entire episode was really more about the dynamic between Anna and Elsa. And this might be old. Anna and Elsa. Uh, yeah, Emma and Elsa. That too. Oh, okay. I actually more Anna and Elsa, really. Okay. Because uh, the interaction between Emma and Elsa got me thinking about Anna and Elsa. Uh-huh. And it, like, this might be well-worn ground for people who are big fans of the movie. Mm-hmm. But I, I found kind of two diametrically opposed parallels between Anna and Elsa that kind of reminded me of uh, the John Steinbeck uh, novel play Of Mice and Men. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I put down here Of Ice and Women. Uh, the, uh, basically... When they were uh, when they were in the ice castle, and Elsa was talking to Emma about mm-hmm. you know how Anna's the only one who can who can calm her down and keep her from uh, you know unleashing her powers. Yeah, that was beating a dead early. horse with that one, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah. For and it, like I said, I'm sure that's probably part of the reason why this might be well worn territory for people who. Well, seen no, the it was movie. just like how many times do we have to tell us that mm-hmm. Anna helps you control your powers? Yeah, like she said it like mm-hmm. six times. Well, in, in, I can't control it. Tough. <laughs> figure it out. You're an adult. <laughs> well, Elsa's uh, talking about that. It kind of reminded me of Lenny from Of Mice and Men, where like he he need he uh, didn't want to hurt the rabbit, but he ha- he wanted to love the rabbit and he hurt the rabbit. Like she didn't want to keep that wall up there right. after a time, but she needed she thought she needed Anna to help her tear it down or melt it down or mm-hmm. whatever. Where, so Anna's kind of like the George in that dyna- part of their relationship where she has to calm uh, Elsa Lenny down. Uh, where the inverse is Elsa is like George because she's kind of world-wise and world-weary. And she, uh, she gets frustrated with how naive, like Lenny, Anna is. Right. So I, I just thought it was interesting that, uh, that the two characters it both have aspects of those two famous literary characters right. within them. I, I don't know if you guys have anything to add to that. That was just something that kind of stuck out at me. I know you had to get all philosophical on us here. <laughs> and here over in the chat, um, Hope said that it feels like the pace was better this week and that it felt more like once mm-hmm. as opposed to last week where it was a little more like Frozen, which Amy agrees with, which I can completely see. But, I mean, it did feel like a lot like once, but maybe it was just like some of those really frozen elements were actually what bothered me, which makes me really, really sad and yeah. cry icicles. Mm. So I'm just sharing. Fair enough. Fair Multitasking. Enough. Okay, uh, let's see here. Uh, Meredith, did you have anything uh, you wanted to add to that or should we go ahead and move on to Anne Marie's well, point here? No, I mean, I, I, I actually do. I feel they're trying to force an issue that for those of us that have seen the movie have already kind of established. And, and by the end of the film, Elsa's kind of grown and moved on. And the idea that she's regressing in this right. way is just kind of upsetting in terms of character development. Yeah. Because it's like, why would she go backwards when she should have found the strength at this point to kind of move forward? And I guess she did get that boost from Emma. But at the same time, it just felt a little insincere to the character. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I can definitely see that. And even, you know, me with my ignorance of the movie, right. I, I even wrote that down. Wasn't this or like what she solved in herself in the movie? Like, I think that's what they put on the back of the DVD, right? She did. Elsa learns to control her powers at the end. Or yes, but in the movie, she did also have Anna around when she was controlling them. Mm-hmm. Like, she's sort of her stable place. Yeah. So and now that she's gone... Mm. you know it's a little harder for her to control and also let's keep in mind she's coming from like this land of you know candles and the such to cars coming at her so she's scared did did we ever did we ever get a really clear idea of if 
time passed for her at a normal rate within that bottle or how long she was in that bottle even? We don't like, know. Yeah. So um, I, no. that's we haven't gotten there yet. To be revealed. Yeah, we haven't gotten there. Okay, Emery, you had a you want to talk a little uh, Mary Margaret. Good old Mary Margaret. Okay, Mary Margaret, I love you. I love <laughs> you, but you're going to need to calm the down. <laughs> I know you're tired. I've been there three times. Calm <laughs> down and put on the real mom uniform of yoga pants, a hoodie, and your hair in some sort of a rag or hat. Stop <laughs> wearing the granny clothes. Even granny doesn't dress like that. It's this really driving me nuts with that button up and the sweaters. And mm-hmm. I'm sure that Jennifer Goodwin just is really uncomfortable in herself still. Yeah. But she can look a little better than that. Um, also, like, also, they make Prego clothes that are cute. I don't know why Storybrooke hasn't gotten those. But would, would Mary nope. Margaret wear the ones that were cute or would she wear the ones that a school teacher would wear? Um, I know many a school teacher that do not look like that. <laughs> um many of them they would enjoy the yoga pants and the hoodie mm-hmm. um but i loved her flip out on all of the townspeople she's like yeah people it is all you you are what made everything <laughs> evil go get a flashlight love that mm-hmm. go get a flashlight um and yeah well, that was kind of like the catchphrase of the episode that's why i saw that everywhere um like, that and then my new favorite thing which i'll come back to other stuff baby high five <laughs> i'm stealing that everything from now on is a baby high five um but okay, the cut scene, which we'll talk about in a little bit, mm-hmm. she actually says, "You forgot I was a bandit." She's not acting like that strong bandit anymore. She's mm-hmm. acting very weak. I feel well. Like I kind of got the impression that, uh, and this might be going a little more medical than we need to, but oh she might be suffering from a little bit like postpartum kind of thing. Yeah, she probably. And is. I mean, it was a very stressful birth too. You know, what, with the wicked witch outside the door stealing <laughs> really the baby. Was. Yes, that's true. It's very true, but I'm just saying. She, but she's not like mm. I feel like all of her strength is gone, mm. all of it. So it makes uh, me kind of sad. Meredith, how did you find uh, Mary Margaret this episode? You know, she's one of my more favorite characters in the show, and I I'm liking to agree. She's been very meek. She's been very out of her element. You know, I'm used to the strong bandit queen who takes charge and and doesn't no she doesn't take garbage from anyone but she also isn't mean about it she she's an icon people flock to her you know and and the way everyone acted from grumpy and granny to even her seemed vastly out of character for all of them because they spent all of the last couple seasons let's rebuild your kingdom let's get you back up now we're going to be angry because we don't have power and i mean her flip out was good yes it was also just kind of like it's it's just it's not the character i've grown to love and i'd rather see her take control or if they're going to do like i feel like they're going to go back to that whole black heart uh storyline or or do something where they might put her in a more of a regina role i don't want to see her coming at that as a shrew i'd rather see it like it's it, i don't know maybe i'm reading too much into this but the interactions between prince charming and elsa in the the modern world we're a little like i'm like are we are we gonna try to break up this marriage is there's just something a little bit there that i was like this they could if they wanted to make this like revenge they could just bring in that element and kind of marginalize mary margaret where she starts to feel you know who is this woman what's going on here because i also don't really feel everything's happy in the snow white charming household Actually, I kind of got that same feeling from the Anna scenes, yes. like the flashback. Like, Charming's just flirting with everyone. Yes, Charming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, actually kind of interesting considering the real life story of how Jennifer and Josh yeah. Dallas got together. Uh, but we, we won't, we'll save that for the gossip rags, I guess. <laughs> I, okay, I, in, I definitely agree about the, uh, the, the mom angle being cool, but I don't want to see it played out too long. And I think they're going to give Snow something else to focus on. Maybe right. let Henry babysit a little bit. Something. But we'll talk about that right. in a few minutes. Um, oh, did you? Sorry, while you're getting yourself situated. Patty actually points out that it's only been a few days since she's had the baby. All the more reason mm-hmm. to be in yoga pants, sister. <laughs> Get out of the granny gear. Put on the yoga pants. Okay, uh, now next up, uh, since since Meredith is a cosplayer, she she makes costumes, she wears costumes, she talks to people about their costumes. She <laughs> she likes she likes costumes. Uh, she <laughs> said she had some uh, some critiques and some some comments on the Elsa costume, and pr- probably some more positive stuff on on a couple of the other characters too. But I, I, I'm going to just throw it to you, Meredith. Go ahead. It's all you, sister. Floor's you. Okay. 
I, I don't want to sit here and just say that the Elsa costume is the worst thing ever. It's not. I, I'm you know, looking at a really nice full res image of it right now, and there's a lot of detail that they have put in in the the train that hangs off the back. There's actually snowflake detail burned into it, either like with a white you know overlay paint or maybe doing like a burnout technique that I, you don't see in the show, and that's a really nice little detail. But overall, I feel it's such a literal interpretation of her outfit where other costumes of the characters have been more grounded, more set, like even though the Enchanted Forest is this magical realm, everything still feels real in a, in a sense that, you know, it could be from 400 years in our past or even 200 years. You know, even seeing Belle and... Um, and Mr. Gold last week going to the, the ultimate, the yellow dress and him in the, the blue velvet overcoat, you know, it was a, such a beautiful interpretation of those iconic costumes of beauty and the beast. So I feel like Elsa's is just too, like, did you, did you take that off an Elsa like park person? Like at Disney, I feel like she like mugged some poor actress at the park to steal this costume. <laughs> some and, 19 year old. And, it's, and then, yeah. And then you look at Anna's costume, which is so beautiful and with subtle tones. And they use, like, honestly, Anna's costume is, I think, one of the the best made costumes in the show. Because, I mean, as much as I like some of them, some of the earlier production quality on this costume is not great. But, like, everything is very true to her character. It's the same designs, but they've just kind of desaturated the color palette a little bit to make it a little less in your face and it just looks like they used fabrics that would have been found in Arendelle like wools and and linens and really really nice like stitching detail down to the the fact that like on the black bodice that she was wearing yesterday or in last night's episode it had like really nice um corset lacing in the back they just put a lot of care into it and I feel Elsa's is just too it's just too much it's just too much for this tv show it takes me out of the, the realm. And also, like, on another side, Hook, change of clothes, honey. I, I love you. I love you as Pirate Hook. But, what? like, just go go to the local, like, dry goods store and pick yourself up just something a little bit more modern. A pair of jeans would be nice. Well, uh, yeah. Yes. Good news for you, Meredith. We do have a, a story coming up in a little bit with a, a sneak peek at Hook's new look. It's not much so. better. It's a little better. No, little no, better. it's not. It's a little old west. I disagree. But... <laughs> oh no! But yeah. I, yeah, I wonder if they they because I I know for the season finale last year, like the the whole frozen thing was kind of like a last minute getting approval. Blah mm-hmm. blah. The cast members didn't know whatever. Like I wonder if they just kind of threw together something as close to the movie as possible, and then they were kind of stuck with it for the the season. Yeah, because I, I mean, they didn't even have the actress cast when they shot the finale. So I wonder if maybe they kind of hemmed themselves in, so to speak. Uh, pun definitely intended. Completely intended. Yeah. 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 It, but even I'm no, sorry. Go oh, go ahead, Meredith. Oh, I was going to say, but even from the the teaser from last season, it's still a different look. She's got a, a wide silver band off the shoulder, mm-hmm. and the the gathering of her train is a lot. It's a lot more. So if I actually kind of liked where they were going with what they had last season versus this one because it was it did look even though it was a CGI interpretation it, it looked really good and different enough so I kind of wish they had gone more that route. Mm-hmm. Okay, well let's see here. Oh, 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 wait a second. There's there's something weird here. Okay, wait a second. We're gonna have to take a break from the discussion, guys, for just a minute. Something just popped up here. Some weird. Some guy Breaking named Jerry. 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 Jared. Jared? I, I don't know. He just left a message here. I, I, we'll play it, and then we'll see what's going on, okay? Listen, I think it's important that before we freak out, we just acknowledge what's happening here. This is Jared Joseph. Yes, it's me. The man who played Gus. The town mechanic. Greetings from Storybrooke. Greetings from Vancouver, Canada. I just wanted to shout you guys this podcast out because you've shown Gus so much love. And I think before we move forward... Let's just pour one out for them. Let's, let's pour one out for the little mouse. What do you say, guys? Pour it out. I say pour yes. I say out. yes, Jared Joseph. Yes. Anyone who's listening right now, pour one out at Jared for Joseph. Gus. Thank you for uh, uh, calling in for, to greetings from Storybrooke. We finally got him. We finally got Gus Gus. And we need to pour one out we're for Gus Gus here. We have the little cup for Gus Gus that we're going to pour one out for him. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have our two princess cups that we're going to pour one out for each of ourselves. Our classic greetings from Storybrooke drinking cups. 
Sorry we can't pass one to you over the internet, Meredith. Yeah. Aww. Unfortunately. I'll have some in spirit. <laughs> okay, but here. And then we have... Uh, now, Jared, uh, he did... He suggested a specific uh, drink for yeah, Gus Yeah, I'll show Gus. you guys the tweet here real quick. Yeah, and I, I'm sorry, for audio listeners, uh, you're... Just you get should on go YouTube, watch the video. You should go watch the video. But yeah, he uh, said he wanted us to get, I believe it was a scotch, a uh, Lafroig. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that it right. In fancy. fact, I'm sure I'm not. Right. Uh, but we couldn't find any. So what we did was we took uh, Liquor X here. Liquor X. Magic Juice X. Magic Juice. And we gave it a label. We gave it its special down. With exactly what he asked for, including the 10-year there. And it was in the freezer, <laughs> which is why the watermarks are there. And, and Gus, we Gus. also put, uh, not quite Gus Gus. It's well, as close to Gus Gus as we could without get without... copyright infringement. Yeah, without copyright <laughs> infringement. It's just like the basic <laughs> circles that make up Gus Gus. Yes. So here, let's see. I'll pour one out for Anne Marie. Pour it out. There you go. Woo! I'll pour one out for myself. <laughs> and we'll pour one out to sit here the rest of the episode... <laughs> For Gus Gus. Here you go, Jared. Thank you. Thank you, Jared. Okay. So, um, cheers. Salute to Gus Pouring Gus. Pouring out for Gus Gus. Rip Gus Ooh. Gus. Wow. Well, that's brisk. I haven't done that in a while. It's brisk magic, magic juice Magic right there. juice. Oh, we should probably go ahead and finish playing the message from him, right? Yeah. Okay. Think about that. I just want to wish you guys well, and I hope that uh, this thing pops off for you guys. And uh, take care. Thanks for reaching out to me, wanting to hear from me, and uh, it's, a, it's a pleasure to be a part of it thanks for love guys thank you jared thank you jared you're awesome that was, that was amazing that that made my week mm-hmm. I, i've just been bouncing up and down like a little school boy literally literally <laughs> bouncing then. and uh, one more thing that we wanted to mention before we get back into the discussion here we mentioned last week that uh, our great new logo by sebastian uh at uh, sebgons on twitter I we mentioned that we were going to do t-shirts and we have them we have them. they are officially available. it's a big week it's a big week, folks. I'm really excited. But, uh, I'm going to hit my microphone. A couple uh, times. Yeah, but uh, from teespring.com, uh, these great greetings from Storybrooke t-shirts. They come in two colors uh, for men or women. And uh, just to be clear, we're not making any money off nope, of these. Nope, uh, not Sebastian is going to take any profits from these as a way to you know pay him back for making the logo for us. But we have them men's and women's. They're $18 a piece. And we need to sell 30 in the next three weeks if we're going to get the run made. Mm-hmm. And right now we have five. So I think we could probably do 25 do between everybody in the, out there in the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, greetings from Storybrooke T-shirts. And you can get those by going to Teespring. That's T-E-E spring.com slash Storybrooke. And you can get them there. And we'll also have that link in the show notes at greetingsfromstorybrook.com. Okay, I guess we should get back to the... Okay, back to the discussion. (laughs) The main discussion. Where were we? Thank you for bearing with us. Yes, thank you. We just got really excited. Yeah. No, that's so cute. Oh, Gus Gus. Gus, Rip Gus Gus. Rip Gus Gus. Okay, I really love the the Hook and Charming Buddy movie we had in (laughs) this week's episode. That, That was pretty amazing. I always really like... Their dynamic. They had a lot of uh, a lot to do together in Neverland last year, mm. and uh, that was fun. And uh, I, I also thought that that Hook taking his hook to try and pick <gasps> through the ice Emma! was probably one of the slapstickiest, funniest moments they had in this. Episode. Oh, see, and I thought it was absolutely adorable and sweet. Oh, like he was so desperate to yes! get in there. <laughs> he was so desperate to get her. He was so worked up, and all he had was his hook. Hook against the ice. <laughs> I, what was it? Uh, I was going to put something in, in the rhyme somewhere about like a uh, hook shaped scratches in the ice or something like that. <laughs> Aww. That uh, let's see here. And also, something I wanted to point out that I, I saw pointed out uh, concerning Hook, Emma, that Et whole cetera. scene is uh, another frozen parallel uh, we have here where uh, it's another shot match basically between Frozen and Once Upon a Time with. Uh, What's his name carrying? Kristoff. What's her face? And Anna. <laughs> and Hook no, carrying. No, what's his name? Hook carrying Emma. But I, I figured I'd show that to you guys too. Love and, it. And uh, let's see here. I, I also kind of wonder oh. uh, what do you guys think Hook does when Emma's not around? Because it seems like he just like waits around for her to call and call <laughs> and not she... go out with him. Yeah. How is she calling him? That's, does he know how to use a phone? <laughs> he knew a heater. So Mer- that was impressive. Meredith, controversy and Storybrooke, your thoughts? I think Hook, uh, oh gosh. What, I mean, what is he doing? Is he hang- He's hanging out at the docks. 
he's probably just sitting there chasing rats because what else is Hook going to do? <laughs> and I, I, I'm assuming he's got a little cell phone, but it's not going to be anything like advanced, like an Android or a black or like a BlackBerry. <laughs> We're talking like old school 2002 Razor. That's what he does. But it gets caught on his hook sometimes because he'll forget that he can't answer it with his his dominant hand, and I, that's just my headcanon for what happens. I love it. And then he breaks through the screen when he's like trying <laughs> yeah, to text her. Yeah, he's got He's trying to text her and he can't because it's all. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so 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 far we've determined that Hook needs a new outfit and a screen protector. So <laughs> we get, we've maybe got he a, needs an otter box, an otter and box. or Google protector. Glass. <laughs> Google Glass, yes. What is uh, what was that line he had in this uh, in the episode when he was talking to Charming? Uh, old fashioned. Oh, he's like, something like um, Charming said, "I need to talk to you about your intentions with my daughter." And he's like, "That's pretty old school, even for me, mate." And I still pay into balloons. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Anne Marie, uh, Anne Marie, that's me. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. Okay, uh, so you had a theory uh, about. Anna. I have a theory about Anna. I think that Anna is inside the snowflake necklace. Just me? Anyone? Bueller? Still? I do. I I agree. I completely mm-hmm. think she's in there because th- it wasn't showing any picture too. Like it was just the mm-hmm. heartbeat indicating that she's alive because mm-hmm. we all suddenly knew that if we hear a heartbeat, it means someone's alive. <laughs> uh, like Elsa, you're you scared by everything, but you know a heartbeat means she's alive. Um, I, I believe everybody, you know, in kindergarten and in fairy tale land, they're told how Bo Peep's staff works. So. Oh, oh, well, if they got a Cliff Notes <laughs> version. Um, but no, I think it – I don't know. It just kind of makes sense. Is the necklace still in the ice tower or the ice? Yes. It's wall? in the really bad CGI yeah. ice thing. <laughs> it's there. Um, yeah. But I think she's in the necklace, which made it why it was so important to um, gold. Cause mm-hmm. you could see his face when he realized what was, how he didn't know it was missing is kind of crazy. He oh, was yeah. just like, somebody took that. Yeah. There was definitely a look of like, Oh no. On his oh, face. for sure. Bad word. <laughs> <laughs> So, yes, I think she's in the snowflake. It feels really obvious, mm-hmm. but it feels right. See, like, I, I was actually, like, one small sick part of my mind oh. was, like, I kind of want her to be alive over in the Enchanted Forest, and, and she's, like, super old. So, like, oh. like, like, versus my theory before the season started where this will eventually match back up to where it'll fit within the timeline of whatever sequel they do to Frozen mm-hmm. to where it would completely break it and, like, make it to where it couldn't possibly tie back into it. Because like, Elsa finds Anna and Anna's old and, you know, she has to put her up in a nursing home in Storybrooke. They'll <laughs> <laughs> right. just put her in the basement <laughs> with everybody. Okay, I'm going to, sh- while you're moving on to the next thing, here's mm-hmm. some comments from the chat. Hook's just watching Emma from afar with his spyglass from Bobby Hawk. <laughs> Patty, Hook with Google Glasses, rolling on the floor laughing. Holly McMiller, the warranty on Hook's phone won't last too long. And Hope, I don't really think that Emma's into Hook. Um, can't you make my pirate my son's stepdad? What? Prince of Thieves. Oh, I actually saw someone, and uh, since we already talked about your point, Meredith, we'll go ahead and talk about this for a quick We're just going to keep jumping around today. Uh, no, someone was saying, like, is there, like, a moral issue with uh, Emma dating Hook, who was the boyfriend oh, yes! of her her yes. son's her, grandmother? Yeah. His last girlfriend was her son's great-grandmother? Yeah, something grandmother there is, there grandmother grandmother th- yeah. there is something completely wrong with that yeah it seems a little weird it seems a little weird i mean it's, I, I mean, mean back in back in the day i mean i dated a few of my grandmother's friends but oh i mean that, that, it's a different time it's a different situation it's a it's different, different timeline it's a different timeline <laughs> no but uh that is a little weird though but it, it is completely yeah. weird and, and, you know, they were th- talking about it like it was kind of a deal breaker yeah. for watching the show for them. Seriously? The, the way I kind of look at it, though, it's a little justified because fairy tale land, the Enchanted Forest, Mist Haven, what have you. <laughs> Whatever you want to call it. it it's uh, <laughs> kind of based on old Europe and uh-huh. everything. And, you know, they were small, tiny, isolated villages. So likely you were going to be dating your grandma's best friend's cousin's uncle or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. and it, it wasn't considered that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Back then, where you know in our modern world it is, mm-hmm. so maybe maybe Emma should be having some more issues with this than maybe Hook would be. That's all I'm saying. That's okay. all I'm saying. Hope okay. you mean Elsa again. 
Oh, oh did she say oh, she's, she's messing up with the, the Emma and the Elsas. See, that's the problem with the primary and newly guest star secondary, like, protagonists having the same Sounding. letters. And, yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Okay, David. David. Charming. That hair. Charming's hair. Yay oh. or nay? Nay. Question for Swoosh. The- <laughs> yes, swoosh, swoosh. I, 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 Detangler, maybe. I loved it because I hated it so much. Yeah, because it was so. I loved it because it was so awful, and like, like I genuinely loved it. I didn't ironically love it mm-hmm. because it was so awful. Uh, oh. I genuinely loved it because it was so awful. Oh, you're just wrong. It was good, it, Fabio mean, Charming. Yeah, it was really <laughs> Fabio Charming, and you know that's how he was acting with Anna. So I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, there, there was definitely no. There was definitely that, and he knows that she was engaged. Mm. He commented on her engagement ring. He knows her fiance. He does somehow. That's well, we'll just matter go. to some people. It, it apparently doesn't matter, but I think they were really just trying to make him younger. I don't know why that indicates youngness. Yeah, I, I know. And the it's long like, male hair. Does I, not... I want to see the episode where he makes the decision to get a short haircut. That's what I want to see for sure. But uh, we did we did get a little. A, a little of his backstory in, yeah. in terms of uh, we found out a little bit about his dad. That was so uh, sad. You know, like yeah. Maybe, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say on this very special episode of Once Upon a Time, <laughs> we have the Enchanted Forest against drunk carding. Mm-hmm. In like, it, it, is it just me or does like everyone on Once Upon a Time have an alcoholic father? Like, I mean, because yes. Rumble did. Well, Emma doesn't. I guess. Yes. To the best of our knowledge, yeah. but it runs in the family. <laughs> yeah, that, that's where they're taking his character. Charming's oh. becoming an alcoholic just like his dad. Oh. The cycle continues. Oh, that's just This sad. got really dark. This got really dark. Let's move on. <laughs> no, we can't move the, the on. The chat's blowing up. They're all like, Fabio Charming, team e, e name. Charming could be in an 80s rock band with that well, hair. But do you guys think that uh, the uh, whole uh, dad backstory is going to come back this season yes. at all? Or do you think it was just kind yeah. of like a one-off? That's not a one-off. You don't set up that detailed. Mm-hmm. He was going to be gone for a 12-day journey. And on day 14, I found out he died in a ditch <laughs> because he was drunk. Like, <laughs> I don't feel like that's going away. No. Mm-mm. Meredith, do you think Peter Pan pushed him into the ditch? <laughs> Oh my, that would be amazing. That'd be a great way to tie it all back together. But no, I think they just wanted to get really sentimental and real for a moment in the Enchanted Forest. And and that was like, that pulled me out of the store. I was like, I I don't know how I feel about this, Charming. Mm -hmm. It was awkward. Too real. It was too real. And then he was so, and I mean, it makes sense from where they were going with him as an an emotional character, but he was so defensive about letting anyone have the horse, like when Bo Peep first shows up. Mm -hmm. And then he just gives her, gives it to Anna at the end. Anna. Anna. The name is Anna. Anna, Anna. Step it. Anna, Anna. And And yes, Hope, it's too early. No team Chanana. (laughs) You were no no shipping of David and Anna. Not yet. (laughs) Not until the mid-season finale. Exactly. Um, and I just wanted to say I, I thought it was interesting that we saw both the origin of Warrior Charming and Zen Charming, which we talk about Zen Charming and his Zen cones that he gives to Emma throughout Zen the series. I, I just thought it was interesting that he got his first little cone from Anna. From Anna. Anna, Anna. Anna. <laughs> okay, you had something. How did Charming and Kristoff know each other? I don't know. Why does Charming think he'll be invited to the wedding when he obviously wasn't invited to the wedding? Hopeful. <laughs> thinks he has a better friendship with Chris. Apparently, um, but obviously, Christoph thinks he has a good friendship with him mm-hmm. because he sent his fiance to sleep in the barn. Yeah. Um. I mean, I know they don't really have couches, but hey, can Maybe, I come sleep yeah. by your fire? Maybe Charming could sleep in the barn. Oh. Be a good guest. No, I no, I just mean oh, by himself. Okay. No, 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 <laughs> no, not together. No, Chanana. No, Chanana. Chanana. Okay, uh, mm-hmm. Meredith, you have yes. you ha- you have some issues with one of the main cast members, and I'm on your team. Who could it be? Oh, okay, because I don't understand how anyone can like Henry and his matching. Him and Charming have the best matching lipstick. That's about the only. thing <laughs> You've ever noticed the makeup artist hints their lips that right shade of pink. It's a little. It's mm-hmm. yeah. I okay. So I get the actor for Henry is growing and he's hitting that awkward puberty stage and that's that's wonderful i mean you can't just keep recasting the kid as a young a young kid every season he needs to grow with the rest of the cast it also kind of highlights that nobody else really ages but he he is 
I, I liked him best when he was Peter Pan, and I wish he could just go back to being Peter yes. Pan. I felt like him as an actor was really good as Peter Pan, but him as Henry is kind of surly, and uh, he went from the precocious kid to the surly kid to the I don't even know why I'm on the show anymore kid. And <laughs> I, I've long kind of felt that children in a lot of TV shows are written as plot devices and then easily forgetting forget them. Like I don't think we're going to see anything about uh, charming and and. Uh, and Mary Margaret's baby anytime soon because that's what you do with babies. But I feel Henry may have outlived his usefulness. And if his only purpose is to keep Regina uh, from going evil yet again, it's, give the kid either a better storyline or just get him out entirely. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I think even uh, Jared Gilmore, the actor who plays Henry, he's, he said his favorite time on the show was when he was playing like the Yeah, pan, he said that was his favorite. Henry, the he literally had Henry. one episode like that. And mm-hmm. that was his favorite time on the show. It's in season four. Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, he, he, he had a growth spurt over the summer. That's for a sure. A like major he, one. He, he has about a half Adam's apple going on there. Like, yeah. where he didn't I think it's time for him to go off to college. Possibly. That's what you do with the, the uh, child upon- actor. You send him off to college. But where is he going to go? Boston? Once upon a time, the college years. <laughs> um, as long as Screech is the teacher, I'm okay with it. Well, of course. Uh, um, from the chat, Amy says, I thought it was interesting that Charming's dad was gone for two weeks and then Anna's parents were gone for two weeks. Ooh. So there's that. And Patty points out that he could have been ambushed by thieves. <laughs> so this is very true. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure they said they smelled the alcohol on him or something. So they knew he was drunk. Thieves thieves are known to pour alcohol over strangers when they rob them. <laughs> they pour one out on to them. To absolve some, themselves some <laughs> blame. Okay, uh, let's see here. And I just something, uh, a point of order I wanted to point out. Point of uh, order? What? Yeah, yeah. In the Storybrooke charter, I oh. guess, according to a drop scene that we had, uh, that I don't know if Meredith got a chance to look at, uh, but uh, it's official. Uh, if you cast the curse that creates Storybrooke, you're the mayor. <laughs> That's the new rule. It's so true. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it, 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 it's amazing. Uh, uh, Grumpy points it out, like you know, he's like, "You're in charge now because you cast the curse." Blah blah blah. And then in this cut scene that we'll link to in our show notes at greetingsfromstorybrook.com, Mary Margaret goes to over to Regina's house and they have a little powwow. And Regina's like, "No, you cast the curse. You're the mayor now. Yeah. I'm going to go off on my little adventure." No, she's like, "I'm going to go pout in a corner and get over everything." Mm-hmm. Yeah, or yeah. not get over anything. Really? Yeah, yeah, no, not at all. Just stew on it. Mm-hmm. Just keep stewing. Uh, but yeah, well, definitely recommend people check out that deleted scene if they haven't. They showed it, I think, on Good Morning America today. I have no idea. I was at work. <laughs> um, uh, but- Meredith, you were going to say something? Oh, I was just going to say maybe that's actually uh, Rumpelstiltskin's entire motivation for the last couple seasons is he actually just wants to cast the curse so he could secretly be mayor of Storybrooke. That's all he wants. He just wants to be elected mayor. Oh, he's just trying to maneuver. He's trying to get his way in there. Yeah. Very House of Cards style. (laughs) Intrigue in Storybrooke. Yeah, I would have traded um, half of the scene in the ice thing Mm -hmm. for that deleted scene. Oh, yeah, definitely. Half of the time in the ice thing and a third of the Frozen references. Yeah, Actually, I think they probably could have cut 20 minutes from the episode if they had just cut out the direct references to songs from Frozen in the dialogue. But (laughs) that's expected, though. (laughs) You you expect that to happen. Okay, uh, let's see here. Uh, I'll I'll throw this to Meredith. We got uh, kind of a tease for a new villain at the end, and then uh, Amory will finish up with some quick thoughts. Yeah, so we get a new ice cream queen. So at at the end, we see the the woman like, oh, no, I didn't have any issues when the power went out. And then she's like all seductively touching the 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 water that turns into ice cream. It was very awkward. She's... She confuses me because is she supposed to be uh, Elsa's real mom? Oh, can you hear me? Oh, yeah. Sorry, I was interrupting you. No, I was just saying it was completely against any sort of health code violation ever. Yeah. Nice. But go ahead. It has no health code violation. They have no, you know, code of ethics. Come on. But I just, it makes me confused. Like, so far in the magic, uh, in the Enchanted Forest, everyone who has magic powers seems to be unique to themselves. So now we have someone who has the exact same powers as Elsa, which makes us think, especially due to her slightly older appearance, could she be Elsa's adopt or real mother? Is Elsa really adopted? Is she. 
a clone of Elsa. I, I mean, it's like, I don't know, now that now that Disney owns Marvel, anything can happen. And I, I'm just like, I don't know if I like this direction of this new character without a lot of backstory. Like, I kind of feel like they just threw it in there to be like, dun, 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 and not really provide us a reason as to why she's there. And they probably won't until episode seven. Yeah, it, it, it does look, I, and we'll talk about it in a little bit, but it does look like we get a couple decent looks at her next week. But I, I do like the clone idea. I, I was just going to say Elsa. clones. <laughs> yes, send, let's clone. Send in the clones. Send in the clones. I, but I, I, I do have to say, uh, you, you bring up X-Men, like, and I imagine like just dealing in purely magical characters, it's really hard too. But I actually, I, I just, uh, for a project I'm working on, a few weeks back, I wrote this big scene with like 20 different characters and I had to make all of their powers different. And it was so hard that I, some of them, you just had to do like variations on a theme. Like these two people have telepathy. One has good telepathy. One has harmful telepathy, (laughs) you know? So I'm kind of thinking that might be the direction they might go with Elsa versus the ice queen. Like uh, the ice queen is more destructive than Elsa is maybe like it has that appearance. Yeah, yeah, and or it, intentionally destructive. Yeah, I actually have a question. Yeah. Do you think that this could be more of a nod to the original Ice Queen storyline that they were going to do? That is more based on Hans Christian Andersen's Snow Queen. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's that's what we've been kind of uh, theorizing in, in batting back and forth over the summer. I, I think it's pretty likely at this point, and even in some of the promotional materials they released this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they referred to her as the Ice Queen. Yeah, they finally admitted that she's the Ice Queen. So, oh wow! So yeah, I, I I'd assume it would be the original Hans Christian Andersen, but I, I don't know. Like I don't. Do you know much about the original story? I meant to look it up actually, but I never. I did. have it in my room. I just haven't read it. Do you know much about? I mean, yeah, I mean the the basic premise is that the Ice Queen. It's you know it's it's really similar to what you you see in in Narnia. She swoops in and. It's it's been oh god it's been since I was a child that read it so I might be confusing yeah. it with Narnia but I believe she you know kidnaps a, a kid or somebody turns and she turns all these people into ice and I could be completely wrong so I feel like I, I think I'm good quoting Narnia um you know what if only we had this uh oh it's a Snow Queen by the way it's not the Ice Queen it's the Snow Queen um. and it's uh you know the old Danish tale in which uh, the internet is really slow uh, it's about the evil troll that distorts the appearance of everything it reflects oh that's not the story i was remembering i'm just thinking about narnia that's that's all i really want is a narnia story and and that sorry i don't know anything about the snow queen <laughs> totally fine well if we go with trolls we do have grandpoppy who's kind of a rock troll. yeah a little so trollish we're, we're pulling it in we're pulling it in rock troll right one, one thing troll sorry one, one thing that did occur to me though is do you think because you know, in I guess if you're a villain in Storybrooke, you have to run a shop. Yeah. I, I guess it's the new rule along with if you cast the curse, you're the mayor. Yeah. I, but I, I was wondering, you know, why did the Snow Queen hang out in this ice cream shop in uh, Storybrooke for so, so long without revealing her true nature? And I'm thinking, I wonder if Elsa showing up like kind of activated ice powers across the board like maybe like there are other ice characters in the town entire ice kingdom that like were cut off from the ice magic source whatever it might be and maybe when elsa comes through the portal maybe she brings access to the source with her like if you were thinking like dc comics like the uh speed force or something like that maybe there's an ice force you weren't thinking i was not thinking dc comics i know this is shocking to you well drat (laughs) drat Okay, Amory, you had a couple uh, quick points here. You wanted yeah. to finish up. With? So I kind of did this last week, where my last point was a whole bunch of one-off notes that I had. Mm-hmm. Some we may have talked about, some we didn't deal with it. I'm going to talk about them again. <laughs> Why does Regina send a message via a bird? We all know they have phones. They can walk down the street. They can send another small child. Why a bird? I don't she understand. wanted to creep out her adopted son. Um, apparently it's like that. So, um, Operation Nightshade. No. Yeah, wasn't that the fast-acting poison? Yes, that was the fast-acting poison. Emma, no. No Operation Nightshade. I don't know what you think is going to happen there. Back Um, away from the nightshade concept. Yes. um, I'd like to start a petition to get rid of the snake fake snow spots. The things around Elsa's head? Yeah, make them stop. Please. Now. Um, The coloring in the ice room is really weird. They sort of had like this weird sickly jaundice yellow, Mm -hmm. and then their hair was kind of purple. Um, ew. So, um, I love sandwiches. 
Um, and Charming the Flirt. Yes, he was very flirty. Charming the he Flirt. He was very flirty. Tisk tisk. But at that point, there was no Bandit Snow, so it was acceptable, but it was his friend's fiance, so not acceptable, so... Acceptable, not acceptable. Yes. Acceptable. The end. Okay, well, here, to wrap up, uh, and Meredith, if you don't know, uh, we usually wrap up by uh, voting on how we like the episode on an arbitrary scale. Arbitrary meaning I make something up on the fly as I'm talking right now. So uh, I'll see and I'll start with it, uh, Meredith, since she's our guest. Out of 1,007 snowflake particles, oh. how many snowflake particles oh. would you give this episode? I'm going to give it 492 snowflake Ooh. particles. That's not too many. That's far less than they had in the episode. Oh. Why? <laughs> that is far less than they had in the episode. <sighs> you have to justify it. Why? Uh, well, mainly because of the inconsistencies with Elsa's character, the... You brought up the raven, the crow, the raven thing. That like that just drove me nuts. Uh, I don't even remember if that was from this week or last week, but I just I, it made me think that we were getting um, Maleficent back, and I got really sad. But no, overall, I just felt that the story the the story dragged on. There was a lot of ex, like excessive dialogue and excessive references to Frozen, and I felt it could have been a much better use of time if we had actually explored some more of the character motivations and their reactions versus using cheap references and Fabio Charming flirting with everyone. Excellent. Okay, Anne-Marie. Oh, thank you for putting that, because yeah, they all I, asked I just, last week. Yeah, I just put it in the chat, uh, the arbitrary scale for everybody, but uh, out of 1,007 snow particles, what give ye this episode? 546, and one that didn't render right. Still pretty low. Yeah. Why? Meh. I like how you used the word render when you complained about my CGI reference last week in the arbitrary yes, scale. Yes, exactly. Just, meh. Ge- just general meh? It was just general meh. Like, okay, I love Frozen. It was too Frozen. <laughs> it was like, like, and I know that some of the people watching think that last week was more Frozen. Last week was set up Frozen. Mm-hmm. This week was we can't get past it. Yeah. So, like, we needed that setup episode, and I it just didn't go where I wanted it to go. Fair enough. Fair enough. And uh, as for me, um, just because you guys are both such big haters, I'm going to give it, like, a 700 snow particles out <laughs> of a thousand. still not seven. good. <laughs> I didn't like it that much, mm-hmm. but I, I just felt it needed a little more love because there's some potential here. And I really like seeing the origin of Zen Charming. And uh, I, I really like the comparison I drew between uh, Elsa, Anna, and George and Lenny from Of Mice and Men. But that's really more about me and not about the show. So I shouldn't really be talking about it here. Mm-hmm. Uh, did anyone in the uh, chat here? None of them in? rated it. Nope. None of them rated nope. it? I'm going to give it one more. Oh, uh, Amy P. rated it 1,000 snow particles. She really liked Amy it. Amy P., you loved it. Uh, Hope rated it 900 because it felt like, once again, Bo Peep surprised me. That's something we never talked about. We didn't about. even mention Bo Peep and her craziness. Bo Peep was pretty good. Uh, let's see. Bobby Hawk gives it 707 snow particles. And uh, so, yeah, a mixed reaction. Mixed reaction to uh, episode. Whiteout, episode two of season four. Did you have something you wanted to... Keep talking. Oh, I, well, I was just going to say, uh, Meredith, I know uh, we, we did run a little on the, the discussion because it was so awesome. <laughs> yes. But I, I knew you had some stuff you wanted to get to. So if you want to, we can go ahead and let you go now. Where, where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at mplaco. If you can see in the lower third, it's M-P-L-A-C-K-O. Yeah, that's pretty you. much all I'm on. Oh, and Instagram. I post a lot of pictures of food and cats because that's what Instagram is for. Uh, I do you. have my costumes on a cosplay fan page, but Facebook is so broken. It, it doesn't really could go look up for Meredith Placco, but you can also find me at MeredithPlaco.com where I post all my awesome, best, amazing favorite photos so you can see me dress up like all my silly creations. Excellent. Yeah, we definitely want to thank you again, yes, uh, Meredith, so for, for coming and joining us this week. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. And yeah, you can go ahead and feel free to go ahead and hang up from the hangout whenever you'd like. And before we move on to the news. Are you going to do the, the thing that what you thing? skipped that what? was listed under the t-shirts in the dock? 
What thing? Oh, yes. You completely forgot. There's a contest of sorts. You, you know what? We'll mention that once we get to the news. Uh, oh. But real quick, uh, we just want to thank Audible for sponsoring okay. this week's episode I'll of thank Greetings Audible. from Storybrooke. Gracias, señor. Uh, if you're not familiar with Audible, it's a service where you go, uh, you sign up for the monthly service, you get a credit a month to go get a free audiobook from Audible, and they have mm-hmm, pretty mm-hmm. much anything you could possibly imagine. I'll read and it. Generally, uh, we like to give you some recommendations for your free 30-day trial where you get to try out your free audiobook. But this week, one of our listeners wrote in and did everything for us. So I'm just going to sit back and drink my water. Okay. She didn't record it, right? Okay. Um, Other Anne-Marie says, Hi, Bill and AMD. You are right. It is incredibly easy to sign up for the 30-day free trial on Audible. I finally got around to doing this. For my free book, I chose Chris Colfer's Land of Stories Grim Warning Book 3. And I think this is a great one for the Once community. It is set in fairy tale land after the happily ever after. Chris has done some great twists and he narrates the book himself. Um, he plays Kurt in Glee and as an actor, I think he did great reading his own book. I also picked Dog Boy Demon's Dare. <laughs> um, great work, Bill. And I love the voices Nathan does on the characters. Thank Out you. Of- out of three Dog Boy books on Audible, I give it a perfect score of three. Thank you, Anne-Marie, for feeding his ego. Yes, and, the, and that's <laughs> the exact number of Dog Boy books on Audible. Here, I'll go ahead and uh, show our video uh, watchers uh, both books. Here's The Land of Stories, A Grim Warning, uh, The Land of Stories, book three. Kind of excited to try that. And here's the Bill Meeks page on Audible with three Dog Boy adventures for you to take advantage of. Uh, now, you can go and get any of these books for free or anyone you want, really. All you have to do to go get your free audiobook and help support the show is go, go to audibletrial.com slash storybrook. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash storybrook for your free audiobook. And we want to thank Audible again for sponsoring this week's episode of Greetings from Storybrook. I would also like to thank Anne-Marie for doing some work for me. Yes. And now, <laughs> on to the, the news. News. Okay, first off, as Anne-Marie reminded me a moment ago with our t-shirt thing, since we need to get sell 30 to get the print run going, we were like, well, we need to throw out an incentive there. Why would people want to run around in our t-shirts? Mm-hmm. It, you know, why would they go and pay $18 for a t-shirt? Which is not that bad for a t-shirt. Yeah, it's say. pretty reasonable. Pretty like reasonable. It. So we thought we'll throw in a value add. What we're going to do... What we're gonna do? What we're gonna do is if we if we clear out this out and we get these thirty T-shirts out there and get Sebastian a little for you know making the logo for us and everything. What we'll do is we'll do a drinking game commentary for Tallahassee, our most hated episode ever. So it, it ought to be real good. Yeah. And we'll also let you guys vote on the second episode we do the commentary for, and we'll wrap the we'll do this one night like a couple days after we finish the campaign, which yeah. is. I think like the 26th of August is right. the last day you can order a shirt. So hopefully we can get, get these shirts moved. We've ordered a few already. We so. may have. <laughs> we may We have. may be most of this. Yeah, so far. So thank you, person who has ordered one. But yeah, yeah we're, we're just really excited to get some t-shirts with the logo on it because we really like the logo. Okay, so first off, uh, the, ratings, uh, the ratings were pretty good. It was the top uh, non-sports programming in the demo for the night. And it, it slipped 15% from its premiere. But that's, again... 15? I mean, yeah. Between a premiere episode and episode two, you, you expect the biggest drop-off then. If it's, right. If, if that's we get still not a, bad, though. Like, their mm. ratings that, compared to last year, that's still pretty high oh yeah and so they uh, retained a lot of those frozen fans definitely definitely and as long as we don't see that every week i think it'll be okay yeah as long as we don't tip 50 percent again yeah, and the exact figures were 8.6 million uh, viewers in the 3.1 share okay and next up let's see here we have the uh, rocky road promo unfortunately we can't play this over the stream because youtube will pull us down but we'll go ahead and play it uh now and talk over it and talk about it mm-hmm. yeah rumble playing with snow magic it looks oh, like oh. oh i thought it got taken down whoa and uh then uh the ice cream lady the ice cream queen hopper turning I saw hopper people there. into popsicles marion's a popsicle yep and then why the did whole, she freeze her whole shop i don't know why Maybe does she, she have an ugly dress cream fresh and then some a hey, couple does she good have a shots cape? yeah she ha- she does have a cape interesting so the cape is an ice thing the snow queen has or a snow cape. thing it looks good though. It looks, yeah. You, you can check out the full trailer <laughs> at uh, 
at the link at greetings. That's got to be annoying to listen to us do that without having the audio behind it. I imagine it's actually pretty entertaining. <laughs> I, I would imagine that would be my guess. And uh, of course, we mentioned the deleted scene from White Out that mm-hmm. you should definitely check out. That'll be in the show notes too. Absolutely. And then we have the right here the first officially released pics of the Snow Queen with the green screen. Yep, I, I love the green screen pics. God, I love a green screen pick. Yeah, but here. Oh, did she put her hair up? Not um, Snow Queen Elsa. Yeah, Elsa looks it like her looks hair. Looks like up. her hair got done. I wonder if they CG the braid. <laughs> Probably not. That'd I don't know. Expensive. They might because they put like mm. rhinestones and stuff on it. Yeah, but here's here's a very clear picture of her, and I know a lot of people got really excited when she showed up because they mm-hmm. knew her from Lost, I believe. Yep. But again, since we haven't watched Lost, that's we right. We still haven't that. watched it, even though you guys all keep yelling at us to watch it. We haven't. Yeah, we'll we'll watch it one day. If you we'll could give me an day. extra twenty four hours in a day, I will watch it. And uh, uh, let's see here. The last thing, as teased. Uh, we oh. have the first look at Hook's new duds, which I thought kind of looked like cowboyish. I think it looks like a biker. Old West kind of thing. Yeah, I guess a biker a, a little biker. bit, too. But hey, I, th- I think it looks good. I think that's good modern clothes for Hook. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like it. I don't. Well, a house divided shall not stand, is what they say. <laughs> I don't know what I mean by that. I don't know what you mean let's... by that, either. <laughs> okay, let's see here. Uh, we'll go ahead and get into the some quick listener feedback. Yes. Uh, again, uh, after you finish watching the episode, we always love it if Drop you them. run to your computer on ice, on ice and email us at greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com to let us know what you think. You can also tweet us at GFStoryBrook. The Facebook is facebook.com slash greetingsfromstorybrook. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. And a few people did just that. Are you making faces at the camera? Um, no, I like to bop when you say the voicemail number. Oh, that's fine. Because <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's 424-272-2352. But we got a few here, and first up is uh, Michael. Take it away, Michael. Michael! Hey, Bill and Anne-Marie, this is Michael. Uh, There is a lot of things I could say about this episode of Once, uh, but I'm only going to say one of them, and that is, uh, I guess that Prince Charming will be looking for Anna by hook or by crook now. (laughs) Sorry, I I really did have to go there. Uh, Can't wait to hear the podcast um, and see what you all think about the episode. All right, take care. Bye. I just have to say that not only did and that's Michael Lucero. If you guys are familiar, he writes in pretty much every week. Mm-hmm. But not only did he call in with that voicemail, he tweeted us that that oh, did he? that exact line. He he needed he was really that line excited out in the about world. that, and I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that kind of passion. Yes. Okay, uh, let's see here. Uh, next up is Patty, uh, who I believe will be our guest in uh, November. Also, we should mention Side other Anne Marie will be our guest next week. Yes. Sign note: Hope. Yes, the knave can wear anything better. <laughs> okay, Patty, take it away. Hey, Bill and Anne-Marie. I just finished watching the second episode for Once Upon a Time. And I have to say, that was pretty good. I normally don't like charming episodes or snow episodes, and I always find something to critique, but this one is actually pretty good. I like how they dived into his past, especially with his father, finding out that he was an alcoholic, which makes him a bit more sympathetic, where you can actually feel his pain, seeing that he has been through stuff that he wasn't just, in the farm doing having a happy family that there was some drama there which normally you not you have not seen that with charming as of yet at least in his past before meeting snow well technically with the rumble thing is drama but in, in a different aspect of it well see you later bye uh thank you very much patty thank and, you yeah I, I i am i'm kind of wondering if since they've they've kind of done all of the plot relevant stuff like for the curse and everything like that mm-hmm. with flashbacks if we're just going to keep going deeper and deeper into the past on the I mean, they kind of have to don't they yeah i guess i guess but i how far back can you go really um thousands of years <laughs> to the old dark you one. can go i mean we have a whole other i mean there's other generations mm-hmm. that are around i would actually kind of like to see how the old dark one became the dark one yeah that'd be cool Okay, and let's see here. Our last voicemail is from Hope. Then we'll get into a couple letters. Uh, take it away, I like Hope. the two-thirds of our people are in the chat room with us. I know. It's great. It's fun. First and foremost, I hated to like, cut the deleted scene with Regina and Snow, 
I, they played it this morning on Good Morning America, and it was a really good transition of power from Regina to Snow. I didn't know what to expect with Warlord Bo Peep, but I went in with low expectations, and I thought she was okay. Like, I liked her. I, I liked the twist that they gave her. I wish. One thing about Warlord Bo Peep, he tied her up with a ribbon, like a really, like, slight-looking ribbon. Yeah. <laughs> like, if she was this big warlord, that shouldn't have stopped her. That's all I wanted to say. Okay. Go on, Hope. Let it go. She would drop the sheep pun, and, but in the end, it will never be as bad as David's wig, so that's the thing. <laughs> um, I have a question. Can they cross the town line and not lose their memories? Like, has that been established yet in this curse? My bu- I, I, I'll say, and I saw a couple people arguing online about mm. this. I, this is like a new curse, and the, the whole memory erasure thing was a specific thing was, Regina yeah. wanted within her curse. Right. Like, as far as I knew, and I think we saw Grumpy and Sleepy driving back in from out of town last week. Was that week. from out of town? Yeah, because it was right around, because Elsa was by the Welcome to Storybrooke That wasn't sign. the Welcome to Storybrooke sign. That was a different Storybrooke sign. It was saying mm-hmm. that this area has been preserved by the Storybrooke Beautification Society or something. So it was not the Welcome sign. Okay, well, maybe not hard evidence, but my assumption <laughs> was that people... It, it, this, it, they this went to curse, a different bar, is what you're saying. Or, or in this curse, people can leave town as they, as they want to, but just because they, the witch was involved last season after they came back, hmm. they didn't have a chance to. But, you know, it's a whole new curse. And now there's it's ice brand blocking new day. everything. By far biggest gripe of this episode, it actually infuriated me, was the fact that Ruth gave Anna Rumpelstiltskin's name to find. Don't they all know that he's the Dark One? Like, he's been the Dark One for a few hundred years now. And if you put that aside, Rumpelstiltskin is the man that took James away from her. He took her son. And But last but not least, I love David's monologue about his dad. Um, it made sense that his dad was a drunk, especially in an earlier episode since Ruth said that the father regretted giving James away every day up until he died. So it made sense. Okay, thank you very much, Hope. Yeah, that was I cut that kind of short, I You're guess. Like, yeah. No, but uh, what was I going to say? I don't know. I don't know either. I forgot my point. But thank you very much, Hope, thank for you. writing in. Or calling in, rather. Oh, you know, also, She's also writing. Is she? She's actively writing. Excellent. She's always writing. And, I like it. And uh, we did this last year, and we'd like to do this again. Uh, if you go to iTunes and search for Greetings from Storybrooke and leave a review, any review can leave a one-star review, a five-star review. As long as it's honest, we'll read it on the show. And Rachel in Indiana did just that. Subject is uh, my good friends, Bill and Anne Marie. And Rachel says, I love listening to Bill and Anne Marie talk about Once Upon a Time. They're so hilarious. It's like listening to your good friends talk about Once. Go team, Bill and, and Anne Marie. That's very, right. Very, uh, very fair there. Yes. In her, her teamitude. Yes, I like it. Okay, and uh, next we'll do a, and we like to do these. Uh, we always put up a blog post at greetingsfromstorybrook.com of the letters that didn't make the cut, but we always like to give just a little taste of what you might find if you go there to read it, and as well as some comments from Twitter, Facebook, stuff like that. Uh, I'll start off and uh, then we'll just go back and forth. Okay, I love this one. This might be my favorite. Okay, Amy said, Is it weird that while I was watching Once Upon a Time tonight, I had the voices of of greetings from Storybrooke making comments in my head? Uh, No, it's perfect. Now on to stage two. Absolutely. Um, Eric said that he loved the Henry and Regina scene and hope you did too. Uh, Virginia said uh, she thought our pirate shipping, uh, as in Emma and Hook, was subpar last episode. We're sorry. We tried to sorry. improve this week. Nah, but we really didn't even talk about it again very oh, much. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Um, Elizabeth wants someone on the show to recognize that Henry is a teenager <laughs> now and not a little boy anymore. Meredith gave you your wish. Exactly. Um, she also loved Henry demanding to see Regina. That was good. Uh, Nicole wants to know how David knows Kristoff and if we'll get a Kristoff backstory. Anne Marie Hedison. <gasps> we have to. There mm-hmm. has. They can't just let that go. <laughs> okay. Uh, other Anne Marie wrote up some background on Bo Peep. It's great. And uh, finally, Ashley uh, called Charming's locks locks lovely and flowing. Uh, she also loved his buddy cop team up with Anna. Uh, she also hummed Ice Ice Baby in the middle of her email, which was a little weird, Ashley. It was, was a just, little odd. Just a, a little. It's okay, bit. though. We like it. You want me to read this? Okay, yeah. and this is from Charity from Facebook. Um, review of episode two, season four with spoilers. Uh, <laughs> loved it as long as I left my nitpicking at the door. 
I could have missed some key answers as I got distracted by outside forces and don't have DVR rewind. David really learned the sword in one day. Anna knows swords. Missed that bit right there. <laughs> Bo Peep only had two henchmen, not an army. Two dwarfs and Granny just announced to Mary Margaret sh- that she's the mayor now. Now we can we learn exactly how David knows Kristoff? Um, at least they aren't related. Storybrook plot moving re- moved right along. Still enjoyed it. Nitpickings aside. Thank you, Charity. Thank and you. Yeah, the the Anna knowing how to sword fight really well seemed really, just a little off. Yeah, it seemed awkward. Just a bit. Okay, and uh, we'll wrap up here with a letter from Chris Tipton, uh, who we haven't actually heard from in a bit. So, uh, hi, hi, Chris. Howdy. Uh, he says, how's it going, y'all? <laughs> y'all. I thought this was a good episode, although not near as good as the premiere. My top five moments in order. Hey, you want to give me a drum roll? Number five. Hook trying to break through the ice to get to Emma. I thought this was adorably futile, and it just made me laugh, or futile, depending on where you grew up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> number four, Anna taught David how to fight. I think this brings up a plot hole, because shouldn't he have known how to fight when then when King George made the deal for him? Also, where is King George? I think Where is, is King George? I think this is before that. This, this is, is before that, but where is King George? Yeah, you sorely missed. Sorely Did somebody missed. lock him in the hospital? That's where everybody goes to wait. We can only hope. Uh, number three is Emma and Elsa bonding. I seriously love this. Amazing job by J-Mo and Georgina, or Georgina, yeah, yeah in these scenes, in those scenes. And uh, number two is Fabio David, of course. Uh, I loved Amanda's tweet about, I feel like David is about to sell me. I can't believe it's not butter. Uh, for <laughs> the younger members of our audience, Fabio was the spokesman for I can't believe it's not butter back in the day. And number one is the appearance of Elizabeth Mitchell. I've been waiting feverishly since for this since Revolution got canceled, and it didn't disappoint me in the least. I can't wait to see what they do with her as, hashtag spoiler alert, <laughs> the Snow Queen. I would give this episode four out of five con- conveniently placed fuel lines. Uh, thank it. you, Chris. Thank uh, two you. things we should mention here wrapping up. One, in that deleted scene, Regina also gives uh, Snow the information she needs to get the power station running, mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting. Also, uh, flashlights was the number one arbitrary scale in all of the letters this week. Was so, it really? Yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to point that out. And uh, next week, as I said, you know, run on ice. uh, Do not run. (gasps) Definitely run. uh, To let us know what you think of the episode, email us greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com. The Twitter is at GFStorybrook. The Facebook is facebook.com slash greetingsfromstorybrook. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. In Amory's dancing, 424-274-2352. You should have been. Oh, I'm sorry. I was talking to Hope on the computer. Oh, oh. Well, you can talk to her off the computer. She said, computer. we from Georgia, y'all. And I said, no, <laughs> no hope. No, not quite. No. Okay, Emery, where can people find you online? Oh, you can find me on the Twitters at Simone or at CCHCblog or CrunchyCrafty.com. Excellent. And as for me, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. You can follow me on Google Plus and get notified uh, when we go live with these things at Google.com slash plus Bill Meeks. And actually, I started out a new podcast this week. It's a short-form conversation show. Amory will be on it uh, tomorrow. Oh, I will? Yeah. Neat. And it's uh, at heyyouwhatsup.com, or you can probably just search my name, Bill Meeks, in iTunes and find it there. All right. Well, uh, we finally got uh, Gus Gus on. We got Gus Gus. I know. I I think think we don't need to do any more of these. And we're done. We're done. It's done. Done. So not until next time. (laughs) Greetings Greetings from Storybrook. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you.